Hey friends, this is Reverend McKinley Sims from UU Restoration in beautiful Philadelphia. We've taken a backseat from creating different kinds of podcasts thanks to the COVID crisis. But what we have been doing is I've been creating content on our public Facebook page, facebook.com slash UU Restoration. We've been doing an everyday theology series, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. The videos usually come out live. I wanted to share the audio here on the podcast stream to get back in the habit of making podcasts and to get wider reach on the videos that we're doing. So the audio that you're about to hear is from our series, Tuesday Theology, Everyday Theology, Theology 101. I call it a bunch of different things, but you'll get the picture after you hear the first episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Stay safe out there. Welcome back to Theology 101, Theology Tuesdays. My name is Reverend McKinley Sims. I serve as the minister at UU Restoration in Northwest Philadelphia in beautiful Mount Airy. We have been doing these videos live on Facebook Live on our public Facebook page for UU Restoration for the past few weeks, speaking about, teaching about, and asking questions about how to live and breathe theology in these days, how to do theology every day. And everyday theology is not as complicated as it seems. We've talked about having a theology of spring, a theology that springs out of the book of Genesis that asks us to ask questions about what our Bereshith is. I invite you to go back and find those videos on our Facebook page as you feel willing and able to do so and as you feel called. This week at Restoration, we're celebrating Flower Communion, and it's a little bit different in the time of COVID-19. So I wanted to talk about what it means to do theology, to think theologically, about being in a desert, and about being in this time in our lives when it feels like everything is disconnected, disconnected physically, perhaps disconnected spiritually, and how we might find new ways of connection and creation in this desert time. So if you go with me, let's take a breath. and do a little everyday theology. Theology 101 says that theology is thinking about the deep questions in our lives, the big questions that make meaning for us. To ask these deep questions and to explore what is most important to us, what is deepest within us, what resonates most within us. And then think about what our ultimate concern is. What do we think about God, the universe, love with capital L, Today, we're thinking about two things, creation and connection. When I wake up in these times, when it feels like I'm a little bit listless and not very productive, I've been trying to reframe my thoughts to ask these two questions. Am I creating or am I connecting? In these times, in this desert time, those two questions can help ground us in our actions for the day. If we move with love and intention to say, am I creating or connecting now? You might find that you're able to do theology in everyday small ways and feel a little bit more directional in how you're going about your life. So a few weeks ago, we talked about having a telos, a direction, and having a teleology, a study of that direction. So I've been reading these stories about flower communion in the UU tradition, and it goes back to the 1940s and to Norbert Chapek. And in these times of great unrest, 
Dr. Chapek created this ritual to produce beauty and direction for his people. And he did something called the Flower Communion. I invite you to look up that story on uua.org, uua.com. I can't remember what the UUA's website is, but to look up the Flower Communion and Dr. Norbert Chapek, C-A-P-E-K. And as we get ready to celebrate Flower Communion and Restoration, we're gonna be asking these questions. What does it mean to be alive in a time that feels like we're in a desert? When it feels like all we look out and see is endless liminal space, endless nothingness. Right? We can't see the other side. We can't see salvation. We can't see hope, perhaps. We can't see the end of this time. So I grew up in a very deserty place in West Texas. And when you look out on the prairies in West Texas, you can see for miles and miles and miles. And there are no trees, there's no water. <laughs> There's a lot of sand and a lot of dirt and a lot of prairie grass, a lot of wind, a lot of tumbleweeds. So at first glance, you look out and you see nothingness or as far as the eye can see. But you find in the walk out into it and start to examine it more closely, you actually see that the desert is teeming with life, with insects, with critters that are hiding with hidden water underneath the ground. In the part of the world where I'm from, we have something called aquifers, where the water is hidden underneath the ground, inaccessible unless you dig down deep for it. But the life-giving stuff is there, but it's hidden by all the desert on the surface. All that liminality that takes up your field of vision and is all you can see, that's a theological desert too makes me think about the time that we're living in. When we look out and all we can see is uh, nothingness, hopelessness. Having a theology of the desert asks us to wade out into that nothingness, to be brave and vulnerable and to go out into it and see what we can find. And to ask these two questions. Is there something to be created here, something that I can create? Or is there something that helps me connect here? Because the great thing about West Texas and the deserts of our world is that while yes, they are spaces that seem absent of creativity or connection, when you get out into them and dig around, you find that they're actually teeming with life, they're teeming with creativity. And we might think of these great deserts in much the way as the great wayfarers of the Pacific Ocean, the Maori tribe, the great seafarers of the Polynesian Islands saw the great ocean, not just as barren space or an obstacle, but actually as a great connective highway, the great connective tissue of the world that connected them to one another and to their ancestors. So we are in this desert today. We look out and we might see barrenness, we might see grief over the way that the world used to be, grief over missed events, canceled weddings, canceled plans. And we might ask, is there creation here? Is this actually connecting us? So I'm coming to you on Zoom over Facebook. I'm not sure I would have done this before. We would have tried to meet in person, I imagine, but we're finding new ways to connect with one another new creative spaces. 
it's spurring us to try new things in worship. It's spurring people to try out new technologies. People are making music, writing poetry, learning TikTok dances. There is all kinds of creation to be had and to be found in these times. The question we might ask ourselves is, what am I feeling called to create? It might be something written, something spoken, something musical, a painting, a poem, a joke, a new skill, a new routine. Part of the understanding of the trauma that we're all undergoing now is the loss of control or the illusion of control. One of the remedies for feeling listless in these times is to find something you can control and control the hell out of it. So something you create might be a new schedule, a new rhythm, a new routine, a book series you want to work through, a Netflix series to watch. That's a piece of creativity that we don't always give it credit. And that creativity may just connect us with someone else, with something else, with something greater than us, something deep inside of us. We can find new ways to connect with one another in this desert, wading out into that technological sea, getting our hands a little dirty, learning to use Zoom, learning to use new apps that connect people of like minds, learning to email, learning to live stream, helping others to do the same using FaceTime, writing old-fashioned letters, writing postcards, all these ways to connect to other people. Beyond connecting to people, we might connect with new spiritual practices. We might try praying. We might try meditating. We might try napping, resting, looking out our window, being in nature, listening to the wind and trying to match your breath with the sounds that the birds make. Creation and connection in the desert are ways of doing theology and thinking theologically about these times that help give us groundedness and purpose. That even though we look out and we can't see the other end of this, that does not mean there are not things going on. That does not mean you cannot live more fully, more deeply in these times. And to embrace the desertness for what it is with the recognition that the desert does not go on forever. In West Texas, you can see the prairies go on for a long time. Eventually, they go all the way up to Canada if you go far enough. But they do end. The landscape does change. There are new ways of creation and connection, new forms of life eventually. And we're in the desert now, but we won't be forever. So your everyday theology for this week is to think about the flower of communion. Where is beauty being born in this desert? Where is new life popping up out of the sand and the dirt and the liminal space? How can you help create it? How can you connect with it? And then how can you share that with yourself and with others when things get hard? When the suckiness and the grief of everything feels like a desert storm. How can we learn to accept it? Perhaps learn to dance in that rain. Learn to connect with nature, 
with one another, with God, with the universe, and create something out of it. This is my hope for us this week to practice our theology of creation and our theology of connection in the desert. My friends, may we go forth, and as we do in West Texas, may we get our hands a little dirty to find that life-giving water, that life-giving source underneath the grit and the dust and the brown and the liminal. May we create, may we connect, may we be filled with love, and may we spread it all over this desert till new life blooms again. May it be so.